Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the United Kingdom, 100% live, it's Big Fight Weekly with your hosts, Chris Hume and Stu Palmer. I'm looking to the mirror and all I see is failure staring back at me. Welcome to another edition of Big Fight Weekly Interviews. And I'm here with none other than UFC fighter, promoter, head coach at Glory Fitness in Kansas City, Zach Cummings. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, busy but good. Yeah, so it's good, it's good to hear. Um, I want to start from maybe instead of starting straight into your fighting career, um, also go back to how you came about to be a mixed martial artist and, you know, and how you fell in love with the sport and what pushed you to you know, make this a, a career? Yeah. I mean, mainly it was, you know, I was an athlete, played sports. Um, I, I love competition. So I, you know, I played football, baseball, wrestled, did a lot, a couple, uh, couple years in wrestling and in, in college and uh your college football and then had some injuries that that kind of finished uh finished my wrestling career you know and I was getting uh getting a little heavy I was out of shape I was unhappy you know I was uh, a a massive part of my life just basically disappeared since I was you know four or five years old and stuff so I just yeah, I just needed to do something to, to fill that void. And I'm, I messed around with some, some kickboxing, boxing, uh, while I was wrestling. I had a guy on the team that did jujitsu that I played with, you know, we would just mess around a little bit. So I was, um, knowledgeable of, uh, of the sport. And, you know, we always had UFC going on, on, uh, all of our road trips and the buses and everything. So, uh, I was very aware of it and a fan. So it was just one of those where, you know, once I was done, I, I found a gym that was in my hometown and walked in one night and watched practice. I was like, yeah, like this, uh, I think this can fill the void of training. You know, I, I had no desire to fight, just wanted to train, do something. And, uh, you know, um, me and me and girlfriend broke up and I, you know, I had a fight offer basically right around the same time. It just kind of worked out. Uh, yeah. So I just, I took it. I won. I loved it uh michael johnson joined the gym right around like about a month after me 
and he wanted me to fight with him and he wanted to take a fight. So my second one was, uh, was his first. And, and we just kind of, and we just kind of took the world by storm right after that. And we just kind of fought all the time, uh, like nine times in my first year and just stayed busy. And it just honestly just took my life over. I, I still don't know how I'm here doing it. <laughs> Saying about Michael Johnson, he uh, had an emphatic win on the weekend. Yeah, um, did. And I think it was his first knockout since he knocked up Dustin Poirier as well, actually. I believe so. I believe so. On the treacherous with you, as you just said. So that must have, uh, you know, brought a smile to your face to, you know, to see a, a teammate and a friend, you know, come back with a band, really. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't get to see him as often anymore since he's in Florida, but. Uh, you know, we we still we we text. We'll we'll keep up. And man, it was yeah, it was it was good to it was good to see him. It was good to see him go out there and be happy and and uh, and have a good performance. I want to like obviously now, but we we sort of talked about you doing your wrestling and, and uh, American football. As we obviously, I'd have to say because it's <laughs> different for me, isn't it? Because our football's different. Like we call it different over here. Soccer yep. for you, I guess. Um, was there any sports in in college that you well school um or going to college and what have you was there something that piqued your interest there more so than collegiate wrestling or anything there was it something you looked at when you were younger that you thought actually i i I like this this is something i would sort of pursue if you had the opportunity to uh i mean wrestling wrestling changed my life forever it was one of those where the i mean i i grew up football was like my main thing you know it was you know as a little kid you know I love football I was uh, I was good at baseball I, you know I played other sports but like football was that's what I was all about and then I remember um when I was younger the the high school coach came in and was like if you want to play football for me you're gonna wrestle and I was like okay what's wrestling let's do this you know and uh so but just the the training the discipline um all that stuff and then the one-on-one, like there's no excuses, you know, in team sports, something happens. You can always try to blame somebody else. You can always do it, you know, uh, man, wrestling, it's you and one other person and any individual sports like that, like, I feel like makes you just a little bit tougher, a little bit, uh, self-controlled. I don't know. I don't know exactly how to, how to, how to explain it, but just, it just brings something else in you. Um, Mm -hmm. It just brings something else. Yeah, you know, it just brings it out of you. And I just wrestling changed my life. It just it the my thought process, the way I carry myself, the way I I think about situations and and what's hard and what's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrestling a hundred percent changed me forever, you know. And then it you know it sent me on this this little journey mm-hmm. and stuff. So, so I mean it. I feel like that was the the main sport as being younger that kind of. I think did the most of, of changing me as a, uh, and grow up in like all the different life skills and stuff. So I don't know. Oh yeah. Obviously we don't get that in the UK. We don't have the, 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 the wrestling in school, you know I mean? It, you either have a football or rugby. And I suppose in comparisons, rugby is as close. You probably can get over here is to wrestling because it's obviously a lot of takedowns tackling for the rugby balls. So I suppose that is probably as close as you can get. Uh, Volkanovski, obviously, one of them has come away from rugby and transitioned into MMA. So, yeah, true. Yeah, you, you can sort of see the sort of the, the, the closeness to it, but obviously not the same sport. Yeah, um, but it, it, it breeds toughness. You know, that's what, yeah. like American football, I feel like, I think my toughness and uh, 
some of that stuff kind of was was bred from uh, from the old football days and stuff. And then I think rugby's very, very much uh, the same level. You know, like you have to be very athletic. It's uh, a lot of cardio and a lot of toughness. Um, I think those guys transition very well. I've preferred to kick the football to be completely honest with you, Zach. <laughs> I, I, I watch from afar, but uh, yeah, to actually get into doing something like that. I, I, I mean, it was something I would love to have done. Um, where I live in, in Wales, in the United Kingdom, it's a very small village. So um, it was, wasn't much opportunity. You'd have to go to the likes of Manchester, Liverpool, Nottingham, London. And obviously, obviously Wales is a bit breeding now, as you see with Jack Shaw and, yeah. and, and Mason Jones and Corey McKenna. So you, you've seen it come through a bit now. But um, where I'm from, there's about one or two gyms that's more sort of made the area now. So it's kind of like I'm 36 and, I'm like, and I drink a lot of beer and I'm like, and I'll, I'll stick to watching it, you know. Just you know I'm getting to that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, our, our acquaintance here is uh, Don Maguire and a shout out to Don Maguire um, going through successful uh, hospital treatment yesterday. So um, thoughts and feelings to you, my friend. Absolutely. Love you, brother. He replied straight to you for that one, Zach. Um, so let, let's start with your career because you you got off onto a, a massive start. You you racked off wins. You 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 got yourself into strike force. You at the challenges show. Tim Kennedy was your opponent. Obviously, anyone who's watched MMA would know that Tim Kennedy also a, a very good wrestler and packed a punch. How did that go for you? I know it was one of the first lessons you lost. Well, the lesson you learned from losing. Yeah. What did you get? What did you get from that? Um, that I needed to make some changes in my personal life to uh, to compete at that level. You know, it was one of those where, like I said, I, I just I fought a bunch and I I didn't I didn't realize how good I was. You know, it was one of those where like I was getting away on winning and beating and finishing these guys on just pure talent that I didn't realize I had, I guess. And then, you know, it, it almost felt easy, you know? So I kind of, not that I was arrogant, but it was like, confident. I, I had that, you know, I had that, I haven't lost yet and I'm unbeatable and everything there. And, you know, I could see somebody like, ah, like, you know, whatever I'll win, you know, and I, I watched a little bit of his, I didn't, I didn't know much about Tim Kennedy. Uh, I was on a river drinking the weekend beforehand when they called me and said, Hey, you want to fight? You know, main event on strike force and uh showtime like yeah sure like sure one i'll go you know i mean like so i just yeah, down, yeah, yeah. i mean it, it didn't really bother me you know and i uh yeah i mean there, it was obviously a different level you know i, I stepped in he's a, a phenomenal athlete you know a great fighter he's as tough as they get and uh i just at that moment wasn't wasn't ready for that level um you know it was exposed and stuff and uh, yeah, I just, it was basically well, after that fight happened, I, I realized there was some, some changes I need to make. Uh, well, it was actually the fight after that because then I was kind of slowed down was didn't know. I mean, again, like I said, I started, I started this journey not expecting to compete or fight ever, you know, and then it just kind of, I just kept taking them, kept taking them. And like, I really wasn't being serious about it. Uh, you know, I mean, I was, yeah, 10 and 0 as a pro, still not really taking it serious. It was just something I was doing while I was going to school um, and having fun. I mean, really, it was just, it was, a, yeah, it was a hobby. It was a sport. It was a, you know, just something to do on, on the side. Um, and that showed me, 
it kind of opened my eyes like, hey, I, I want to be here. I want to be at this level. I think I can be. And but I, I need to make some changes and stuff. So it, it took me another fight after that to realize like, okay, man, I gotta I gotta do something a little bit better and stuff. And you know, once I made the the move to Kansas City, uh, a few fights after that, like it it helped me get, uh, snap out of the routine I was in. You know, just kind of like the same people. Like I mean, I, my gym was great, but it was more like the life outside of the gym. You know, just going out partying um staying up too late working in bars being just being around the the wrong scene uh it was it was comfortable you know so just uh that move which just kind of made me like create a new routine and stuff was really what made the the huge difference and that's like when i made the ultimate fighter and you know years later now i'm still here in the ufc so uh yeah it definitely gave me lessons It, it opened my eyes that i wanted to be here uh and but I, I need to make some some changes to uh, to compete at the level I I wanted to compete at. You also fought the the late uh, Ryan Jimmo, didn't you? As well, I did. Uh, I did. How was that? How was that? Because I I saw Ryan Jimmo back in I think it was two thousand eight, and um, he fought Jimmy Manawar, but um, he I think he blew his knee out here during a fight, yeah. and um, which was disappointing because it was you know quite contrasting skills between the pair of them where. Jimmy was, you know, a really good kickboxer with power. Same for Jimmo, but Jimmo was very, I always thought he was very articulate with how he threw his strikes and he was always bouncing off those feet and he was, it was fantastic to watch. Um, so how did that go? Because obviously it was earlier on in his career as well as with yours. How, how was that for you? And what did you learn from fighting someone like him? And it was for a title, I, I think I read through. So. I mean, kind of, it was very similar to uh, the, the Kennedy fight. You know, I was, the promoter was asking, he offered me an 85 fight um, against someone I can't remember now. Um, someone like Jackson Wings Camp. Uh, that person turned it down, and I was like, well, you know, keep me in mind, whatever. And then, of course, uh, a week before the fight, if that, I got a, I got a message or a call or, a, hey, uh, do you want to, uh, would you like to uh, fight at 205, like this weekend? I'm like, so I look at the fight card and I noticed there was only one 205 fight and it was for a title. And I was like, uh, who's the opponent? And then it's like Ryan Jimmo was like five rounds. And I mean, I just got over being really sick. I, I think I had like mono for six weeks and I don't know. I just haven't really trained that hard. I was like, man, let me go to the gym tomorrow. Make sure I'm not going to die and I'll let you know. So, of course, I got all my big 205ers at the gym. We got after it. Um, had a good day training. I was like, screw it, man. I'm, yeah, let's go. I'm in. You know, so I, <laughs> I show up and uh, we're cutting weight together. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I only had like maybe five pounds to lose or something. It wasn't very much. But, uh, you know, Jimbo, because every kept every interview was like, man, how, what are you going to do with his size? He's so big. You know, we're cutting. I'm like, this guy's not that big. You know, I mean, he's cut. He's muscular. Mm. And we we weighed in and everything. And I walked in the in the cage the next day, and I was like, holy shit! This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 240. Uh, yeah, he was a monster. And it was one of those where I I truly feel like I was a much better fighter. He was just a a, I mean, and, and I, I didn't even have the striking I have yet, but it was good enough to compete with him. Um, I hit him hard. I cut him open. I, uh, you know, I mean, I honestly, I think I won the first and the fifth round. I just, I, I kind of 
yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't couldn't quite deal with the size. I had a hard time wrestling him. Uh, the thing, well, not any excuses, but like he's a big dude, and I I was finally getting in on the inside and like kind of dirty boxing, like getting control on the cage. And it was the very first. It was one of the first uh, promotions that Canada ever had in a cage. It was like right before when GSP had the big one for the UFC uh, in his hometown or whatever. So it Jake was, Shields was that one, that? Do what? Was the Jake Shields fight with that one? It, like, might, it might have been. I don't know. It was, yeah. So it, was, so it was like the first one before it. And right. it, that promotion was always in a ring. Well, like we were getting separated off the cage constantly. So it's like I would finally get in close, get in where I need to be. And then like pretty soon later, like they were breaking us up and like resetting us in the center. I was like, man, I just got where I wanted to be at. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. So, I mean, it, no excuses. I mean, I was having issues taking them down there anyways. But it's like when I finally got to the position I needed to be at, we were getting restarted. And uh, it just, I mean, it was one of those where it was, it was he was big. I was like, okay, man, I need to, I need to stay at 205. Or, I mean, at 85. Because I fought 205 before. I fought a heavyweight before. But, again, someone who was, I think, at the time, top 20 in the world, uh, you know, that that level of a fighter kind of like, okay, I need to be in the right weight class and, like, you know, be smart about this. So, um, yeah, I thought I was a better fighter. I just – he was a big, big, strong dude, you know, and it was uh, it was pretty funny. After the fight, he was like, you're the toughest fat kid I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, we had, we had a good joke, but, uh, yeah, so – I've got a question here from Don McGuire. Um, what does it mean to live your dream and create greatness in others? <sighs> I mean, man, it's it's hard to think of it that way, you know. Uh, it hit me, whatever it was, years ago, whenever I made my USC debut. And, you know, my, my whole goal, one, you know, like I said, I, I never really planned on doing this. Uh, once I... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like once I realized, hey, like, I, I think I can compete with the best guys. Like, I wanted to get the UFC and not only get there, I wanted to win a fight. I wanted to prove that I could win at that level, not just get there. Like, I got the strike force and I lost. And then, you know, I, I won. I fought in Bellator and I won. Uh, but I want to get to the UFC. I want to get to the best guys in the world. I wanted to, to win a fight. That was my goal. Um, that happened in my debut. So I was like, well, okay. Um, new, new goals. What are we doing now? <laughs> like, uh, and that was a long time ago. I mean, it's. Uh, I know I've been to a position where a lot of people wish they can get to or want to get to, and it's, it's special. It's nice to, it's nice to be able to, to hit those, those really big goals, those life goals. Um, more than anything, I feel like anybody else it's, it's hit a very successful spot is the hard parts, how to stay hungry and how to stay there, how to stay at the level that they want to be at. And that was that was what I'm more proud of. I mean, they tell you, like, you get to the UFC, they're like, cool, like, it's really hard to get here. It's mm-hmm. a lot harder to stay here. You know, and I'm nine years deep, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, and, and still hanging around, you know. I might be by a thread hanging around, but I'm there. Um, you know, my body's barely hanging on. But uh, and I feel like that's what I'm most proud of is getting, like, making my dreams come true and then – like find a way to stay motivated and stay hungry and continue that dream and stuff. And now, you know, it's now as a coach, as a gym, um, finding ways to do that for others. It's, it's a little more special almost, you know, it's like, 
I whenever I can get in there, if I just like coach, like when I can get in there and fight, I can, I can control that. Like when these guys, like I see how hard they train, I see how bad they want it, and like I want the same thing for them. So, yeah, yeah, coaching's just another, it's another level of, uh, I don't want to say selflessness, but it's just. It's, it's really special whenever someone else that you care about and you get to see their dreams come true. Like that means a lot. It really does. Like I, um, I get so much more nervous and anxiety for these guys that I care about when they compete than I do myself. You know, I mean, it's, I'm in there, it's another day in the office and you know, I'm controlling it by the end of the day and I, I can yell stuff, I can give advice and I can talk to them. But like it, when it comes down to it, it's, it's them in there, it's them choosing to be great. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's just amazing to be part of. It really is. But I suppose, it, and you got that dog barking, about to set mine off here. Uh, um, you like, suppose, in, in Glory Fitness, you'd be like the father figure, though, wouldn't you? Uh, towards all the rest of the fighters there, wouldn't you? But everyone would look to you because you're the head coach and you're like the dad of everybody, aren't you? So it's like your family. So it, 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 it's fair enough that you would get nervous watching them fight, you know. You, you sit and watch and you go through the, the game plan and then, you know, you have to sit in behind the cage. It's not you there that you can control the fight. So it, it must be so hard to be in the cage yourself and then having to watch one of your your pupils go through what you've gone through. Yeah, yeah. Funny. And the other, literally a couple of weeks ago, I had one of my fighters was asking me questions, you know, I might tell him stuff. And he was like, he's like, yeah, like, I, I don't really have a father figure at home, you know, so I was like, Bro, like I'm not that old. <laughs> like, man, can we go with Big Brother, maybe? So yeah, obviously I'm I'm understanding that that's becoming part of my role. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't ready for it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it really is. It's it's special to see these guys succeed and do well, and um, you know, and they're they're starting to get better and better, and you know, I mean, our gym's starting to blow up and and doing more and more. It's uh. Yeah, it's just fun to be part of the journey of, of these other guys, for sure. I, I think it's inspirational because obviously you've got the story, you know, you're, you, you, were, you were hard set on when you made, you know, you, you made your transition to mixed martial arts, that UFC was your prime goal. And, you know, people who come to your gym and train get to know you, know, you, know your story. It must be inspirational for them to speak to you and say, like, you know, how did you do it in, uh, you know, I want to be where you are and you've got the story and you, you can guide me. That must, that must make, fill you with so much positivity and, and joy that, you know, you can tell these people your story and people can look up to you and think, well, he had, to, he had a dream. I have the same dream and I want to be where he is. I, I feel like, you know, that must be so good feeling. You know, you can tell the story as well as they feeling the same story that you lived. Yeah, and it's one of those where... Um, I feel like I'm pretty relatable to people. You know, I'm not, I'm not a freak athlete. You know, I mean, like I'm, I'm a good athlete. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I, you can't, you can't be where I am and you know, and not be a decent athlete. You know, but I'm not like this. You know, freak that had a, you know, really fast forty and like a crazy vertical and you know, insane numbers and you know, like if you go through the NFL combine, like you know, I, I'm going to fail miserably, you know, so it's not like I, I've got all this, this crazy stuff, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, a, a, a decent athlete that refused to quit, you know, and it's just like, I, I just don't quit. I mean, I've, I've 
continue to hang around and hang around and hang around and just keep moving up. And so I feel like it's easier to these guys to see someone like that. They're like, oh, I mean, like, you know, there's, there's nothing special about them, you know? Um, there's nothing, like, physically nothing special. Like, if he can do this, I feel like I can get to that level as well. Um, you know, you can see some of these other guys that, I mean, they, they just have that the X factor physically that, you know, some people just don't have. And they're like, man, like, no matter what I do, like, I'm, I'm not going to obtain that. Uh, I mean, I feel like I don't really have that. Maybe outside of my chin, that just is granite. But, you know, outside of that, I mean, uh, outside of that, it's, a, it's hard work and just being smart, intelligent and learning techniques and, and being uh, a technically strong, tough dude. Um, yeah, so if I'm able to do it, I feel like your your normal average person relatable guy relatable guy i think it, that that i yeah. think that's probably the headline isn't it because you're a relatable guy you're humble soft-spoken very knowledgeable you know you've shown that you know heart can get you somewhere and it's not yeah. just athleticism and it, yeah okay it does help to have a bit of it but you know heart does go a long way in this sport too very, um, very true. don's throwing some more out here for you um Thank you for instilling uh, inspiration in me. You created greatness in my career, my brother. Man, it's killing the game. Uh, this... he's, he's a good man. He's a good man. Um, and uh, again, he, I'm going to say I wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for Zach Cummings. And that's, that's a massive compliment and, and a statement from Don McGuire. Yeah, it goes both ways. Said, I've, uh, I've, like I said, I'm, I'm in here fighting for a paycheck or a competition for a sport, you know, and I've, I've witnessed, I mean, before I, you know, was early in my pro career, right? Like my, the job I had is basically where I, where I met, I met Don. So like I saw him fight for his life for years and, and uh, you know, I saw him come in where I didn't think I'd ever see him again. Then he came in and all peppy and stuff. So it, it was all, you know, a lot more life in him and stuff. So like, I mean, seeing, seeing people like him, you know, and, and other people out there that have just battled and, you know, refused to quit and survived um, life. Man, that, that's always been more, a lot more important to me and stuff. And, uh, and if I can help and in, inspire that, those type of people about like building or, uh, you know, battling like real, real battles, man, for yeah, the, yeah. that's a different game. Like I said, I, I, I play a game, you know, I, uh, I'm in a sport, it's in competition. Uh, I mean, obviously bad things can happen, but I mean, for the most part, I got another person in there that's there to, to save me if it gets too bad, you know, uh, that that's not the same for, for everybody and stuff. So, I mean, if I can do something to, to help instill somewhat of inspiration or motivation for, for anybody else that's going through these true battles, hmm. um, man, that's, that's what I mean. That's, and that's one reason I really love coaching in the gym because, it's that's a place that I feel like there's people that just need something like that in their life. Um, you know, I've, I've had a lot of conversations with, with members and fighters and guys doing jujitsu and stuff, just kind of telling me how much it saved their life. And it's, to me, that's, that's way more important than coaching, coaching. you know, it's, uh, that would be great to, to have, but saving, saving lives of people of, you know, true, true lives. That's, that's different. You know, that's, I actually just lost one recently. Uh, I had a kid that trained with me and, uh, oh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like 
I feel like we can take lessons from others' shortcomings and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I, I hate being kind of that harsh about it, but I mean, like, you know, I had a kid that was training for multiple years and uh, quit training and, and kind of got in with the wrong crowd. And actually a couple weeks ago came back to me and was, you know, all smiles and it was good to see him and like wanted to come back train in the gym and be there. He's like, man, I really need this in my life. And a few days later, I heard he took his own life and it just, uh, man, like if, if I would have just got to him a little bit sooner, change something. I don't know. Uh, it was, yeah, it was sad, but I mean, that's a, again, like we got to take, we got to take lessons, man. There's always, yeah, definitely. he's a better answer than that, you know? And it's, I know. So it's like, I mean, the other guys at the gym, but man, like, you know, talk to me, talk to someone else, like be in the gym, do something like that's not the answer. That's, that's the, it's the easy way out. And, and I don't want anybody to take the easy way out in anything in life. You know, like you want to work for what you get and you got to work for it and you got to earn it. And if it's relationships, if it's jobs, if it's work, you know, whatever it is, like it's never easy and you really don't want it if it's easy. Uh, Yeah. You just gotta, just gotta learn to fight and dig and, and, and battle through stuff because it can get really dark. It can get really deep. Um, yeah, sometimes you just gotta like start climbing out one, you know, one step at a time. But yeah, so it's it's sad, it, you know, going through it now. But try to try to find a a lesson in it. Yeah, and I, I've lost people myself. Um, a lot. I lost my my best friend um, oof, well over ten years ago. Um, he was murdered, and uh, yeah, I I was only eighteen at the time, and um, it, it, you know, obviously it breaks you down. Um, but I'm still here, and I've got two beautiful girls, and uh, um, I son that lives life this PC, but hey, it is what it is. Um, so, you know, I mean, there are ways around things. There are, if you do speak to people, I probably didn't when the, I was younger, but looking back now as a 36-year-old man, I, I, I could, you know, be better with talking to people. And I think people, when they are suffering, they do need to reach out. And as much as it is hard, and it's easy to say, oh, you can just reach out. Some people just struggle with that. But, you know, there is a lot more in place this day and age than it was, you know, 10 plus years ago. 100%, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's it's sad. But I've got an interesting uh, comment here. Lewis Young is one of my, um, he comes and watches me and Stuart do our other show and he, he's asked you quite a funny question. I know it, obviously this isn't true, but I thought I'd uh, throw it in there anyway. He's uh, asking, were you in the WWE, Zach? <laughs> I, I was not. I was not. I don't know. I have a... Uh... I think I might have that look with the the big chin and the beard and stuff that I kind of other people, but no, the Viking look. Yeah, uh, no. I mean, I'm. I don't. I only know if I could if I could do that. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sure you could cut a promo. You cut a promo, you'd be fine. Oh no, I'm. I'm, I'm too much. I'm too much me. I can't. <laughs> I can't be a character. I thought it. I've like had that deep conversation. Like you know, like I know it could probably help my fight career, and you know, uh, yeah, right, calling people out, yeah. Yeah, but I find you different in that because I, I I know that obviously you know when they they put the mic to you after a fight and they be like right who do you want next and you know I, I see a lot of people in, and other sort of podcasters and they they give grief to fighters that you know you know you should be calling someone out not to say I'll fight anyone anytime anywhere but I think sometimes it's like you know that's more humble and I think people more respect that more often more often than calling out X Y and Z yeah. Um, because I think fight anywhere, fight anyone. I think that's more, that's more tough. And I think, you know, you will fight whenever. Yeah. It's one of those where, I mean, it depending on where you are, 
no, I, I understand. There's, there, uh, it's smart. It's smart to have those um, to kind of help guide your own career. Like, it, it's a smart thing to do. I get that. Uh, I've always just kind of been the, the way of like anybody ranked higher than me. You know, I, I just want to, I just want to keep moving up. You know, it was, yeah. uh, you know, if I go out, I win. Like, cool. If if I'm in my top twenty, give me top fifteen. Is there someone between me and top fifteen? Like, let's go there. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I'm around the cusp there, like someone top ten. Like, I just. I always wanted someone higher than me. I just want to keep, you know, respectfully climbing the ladder and climbing the ranks. And uh, I didn't have to have a certain, there was enough names to where like, I really didn't care. Um, Just, but that was kind of my goal and stuff. But I mean, like, you know, if you're up there top 10 and top five and you know, there's, you're, it's smart. I do think it's smart to, to have your own call out. Um, And, you know, now there's these bigger money fights and stuff like, I can see, I can see the benefit at it, you know, of it. If if you haven't quite earned that spot yet, and you're not there, like keep your mouth shut, just do your job. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I get what you mean, yeah. But you could get, you know, you get to your number one contender fight, and you you can call out Izzy or whoever the champion may be when you get to that point, and then you go, you go, look, I have called someone out now. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, so I see both sides. I'm like, hey, anybody. Um, I could see if you're already in the rankings, if some people have fights and you're trying to move up, like calling that person out, but you know, and there's these guys that, you know, they, they just got in the, just got in the UFC and, you know, they're already bitching about pay and they're bitching about their opponent and, you know, or whatever, like calling out someone crazy that they don't, you know, I mean, like sometimes you gotta, just like any job, man, you gotta put your head down, you gotta do the work and then, uh, you'll put yourself in a position where, you know, you're a little more relevant you can, and you can earn that stuff. I want to take you back to a, a, a fight. Um, you probably know I'm going to go with this, but um, it's in Dublin, Ireland. Um, crazy card. Um, uh, absolutely, Irish bring something different to the world when it comes to um, support on their own. I know the UK is huge, but Ireland take it to the next level. You, you're on. You're on the card. You're facing. Well, a, a big prospect at the time, Gunny Nelson. Um, how how was that? It was a fight. I know um, you lost towards the end, and that was a, another lesson for you to learn. And obviously, you racked off more wins after that. So obviously, you did learn something from that. But what was it like being in there as, as the? I suppose you're the villain because you're the American, and you're you're facing an Irish Icelandic, should we say, with Gunny. Um, you could have played with that, really. You could have, you know, put the bravado of the villain there. Um, but we'll go back to the fight. How was that for you? And then what did you learn fighting someone like Gunny Nelson at the time? Uh, so kind of the whole experience was, you know, I mean, I was coming event. So they they came, they cut a promo, like, <clears throat> sorry, they did the, uh, all the marketing stuff, right? So like, I, apparently they were, putting i had no idea this but like they were putting everything on you know on free public television all the time so like when i showed up there i was like a superstar like everybody knew who i was it blew my mind you know like everybody knew who i was and like i guess just from the interviews i did like i I wasn't really the villain like they all were super respectful like they're like you know obviously like you know we gotta support our boy but like man we like you and uh it was a it was a great experience i mean the the fans were phenomenal um huge fight family said loud it was uh it it was one of the craziest experiences of my life 
um it was yeah it was it was just special there was something very very special about being there at that time and uh the insurgence of of connor and all that stuff it was it it, yeah it was was a special time um the fight itself and i I felt good you know we had uh the first round i felt like right out i won the first round um kind of exposed gunny a little bit i mean he was just running through everybody you know take him down taking the back submitting him um you know i kind of i kind of i was the first one to kind of bully him and and get him on the cage and hit him and beat him up a little bit and i felt good um he had a he had a really good punch sneak through and it shattered my orbital really bad (laughs) like it was it blew it out really Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. You see, they didn't say that in the fight. You see. Yeah, I didn't feel it. Like it was weird. Like I, uh, I knew something was wrong. My vision was off. I couldn't. But like, I didn't thought he poked my eye. Like, or I thought maybe like the knuckle barely hit my eye. I went back to rewatch it. I realized it was a really good punch. But, um, so I was having vision issues. So like, I mean, I almost missed the stool sitting down between rounds. And uh, even though my game plan was working, I was doing well. I was like, man, like as as it progressed, it got worse and worse. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. I need, maybe I just need to put my hands on him instead of staying at range and striking and and that. I was like, well, you know, maybe. I mean, I'm still a good wrestler. I'm a you know jujitsu guy too. I mean, I've got good grappling. So, uh, yeah, I just I t- I took a bad shot, and and he's got really good grappling. And, you know, I tried to wrestle and grapple with one of the best guys that, in the world, um, especially MMA grappling. And yeah, it was, I, I made a, I made a bad judgment call and, you know, kind of went away from the game plan because I was a little nervous about not seeing. And yeah, when I put, I went basically got to a position where he's best in the world at, and yeah, yeah. You know, yeah I got to my back and did everything and, uh, did it. He does a really good job of attacking the body before going for chokes, which I kind of stole from him. <laughs> and, but yeah, it hit me right in the same eye a few times to, to go in the choke and, it got tight. I didn't know quite how much time was left, but I mean, I was basically about going out and I, you know, if I ended up tapping. So I, uh, you know, the fight was a, a learning experience and, and everything, but it was just it was kind of a, a freak accident. I mean, not accident. I mean, he meant to punch me. It was just kind of a yeah. freak injury that I didn't really know and understand. And it was just really bad, but uh, I actually shattered my other orbital in another fight seven seconds in. Was and, that against Dominic Steele? Uh, Trevor Smith threw me hit up, and uh, he hit me with an overhand right first punch of the fight, oh. and I knew exactly. It's a different feeling. I knew the feeling. I was like, man, like, okay, well, that's bad. So, but experiencing it before like allowed me to kind of like just holster it and deal with it and just keep battling. I mean, I had a three round fight. So I mean, I had to fight fifteen minutes with a, a shattered orbital and. Uh, fought through it and I won and beat another really good wrestler and I um yeah so I mean I kind of had to use the experience with it um through the gunner fight and stuff so yeah it was I mean it, it was an amazing experience yeah lost but I would definitely learn from it wasn't the only time you fought in Ireland though was it no, no. You, well, you, went, you went to Northern Ireland and you fought in Belfast Belfast yeah Northern Ireland whole other place Never, it is completely different there yeah so different um yeah and that that you was did you understand the accent a bit better in Northern to Southern? Uh, the accent? Well, how they speak. Uh, well, because because how, a lot of my uh, my nana side um, are from Northern, and they're much easier to, to understand and speak to. Well, my brother lives in Southern Island, um, like the last part of Southern Island before you get to America. So um, you go down there and you don't understand a C 
single word they say. I don't know. I feel like I think there was so much people that traveled in. You know, you're hearing all these different. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just you're you're hearing. I know. Yeah. Right, so you're hearing people you can barely understand. You know, and I mean, I've got and I had uh, was he with me on that one? I remember for a while I had like uh, McGuire. Uh, corner me also and he's a gypsy that you know is like <laughs> john mcguire so i mean like you can barely hear him so i figure if i can understand him everybody else is slow yeah yeah oh. i remember john mcguire good yeah. little uh, uk fighter back in the day yeah i mean i love him he's such a good dude so yeah i met him through a lot of the ultimate fighter stuff and so since i was over there i was like hey like you want to corner me and so i kind of threw him as my third but uh yeah i don't know i mean i feel like with it being a big fight week, there was people from all over there that was kind of hard yeah, to yeah. tell who was from where and everything, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, couldn't really get out the crowd, really. Um, Don, again, with, a, with another question. Uh, you helped create David Onama. How proud are you? I can't say that right. How proud of him are you? Extremely. Man, um, I'm one of those kids that I remember the day gym, you know. It was a uh, funny thing. It was him and another guy walked in the gym and – I see the other guy and I was like, okay, this kid could, like, he's got something, you know, uh, this athlete, you know, I mean, you know, you could tell the other guy and then, you know, you would tell him something like, oh, cool. Like I'm pretty good here, but you know, this, and you tell David something, this, okay. Okay. Puts his head down, shows up every day. Okay. All right. Okay. And this would, he would just say yes, put his head down, do the work, you know, and it just showed the, uh, the work ethic again like i said before um so it's not always about having like x factors and i mean david's a phenomenal athlete don't get me wrong but it but just the the willingness to like put his head down and do the work every day uh over and over and over and man he changed his life you know his uh you know he comes from very very humble beginnings and and everything and uh you know with his family a lot of them are kind of packed in, you know, he's got a big family packed into a small apartment and everything. And just to see him change that and change the direction of his life. Uh, very special, very special. So yeah, yeah. I've got a, I got a, a very soft spot for David for sure. He sounds, he sounds like a sudden when you're talking about him, you know, you're, you're sitting there and he said, yes, yes, yeah, I'll get on with it. it sounds like someone who's more of a sponge that's literally taking in every word you're saying. Yeah, but he, uh, yeah, he'll just do it. I mean, like, he, he'll mouth jokingly and stuff, but I mean, if you tell him to do something, he will do it. He'll put his head down and he just does the work, you know, and he's he's such a good fun. So, yeah, I, I love that he is uh, finally getting to a spot where he deserves to be in. Uh, he's got a bright future. He really does. He's just getting started. It's good to know. And Don, sir, pop this one up here for you. I remember when you called out Cowboy. Uh, I did. I did. Um, Donald, was it Donald or was it Alex? Because there's two now, so it's Donald. a confusing. Um, and uh, Lawler was the big one I wanted to fight. Lawler was, I, I thought we would have some fun. They were both. You still can, you still can, you're still knocking about. Hard headed, uh, hard head. No, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a middleweight now, so I don't know. I can come up. He's a, he's a big fella. He's a big fella. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm still. I'm over here battling obesity before I can fight again, so we can see. <laughs> Play off the beer, Zach. Uh, hey, I don't hardly touch beer. 
know, some whiskey, maybe whiskey, uh, maybe. Well, nah, just uh, just recovering from surgeries. So that was obviously I was going to go to next with you because obviously we haven't seen you since uh, since twenty twenty when you beat Alessio Derricio. Um, I think I probably butchered his name there, but sorry, Alessio. Um, we haven't seen you for since then, so. Obviously, you've been battling, battling surgeries. Um, would you care to sort of go through, explain to us what you've been through and you know where where the battles were? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, you know like I said, I started playing tackle football at five, and then you know, I started wrestling. I mean, my body has been through some stuff. You know, I mean, I've, I've literally beat my body up over and over and over again. So I've got a lot. You know, I mean, I've had multiple knee surgeries and and everything. Uh, you know, other, other issues. I mean, there's some stuff I'll share some, I won't, but I mean, I've, I, I my, uh, my body's definitely barely holding on at this point. And I, uh, uh, I was getting ready for Sam Alvey and right. I've been dealing with uh, a herniated disc for a while. I've been getting some injections and stuff to keep it at bay for the last couple fights. Uh, man, one day just the pain would not go away. I got the injection. It wouldn't go away. I was, it was bad, bad. Um, something happened and, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't fix it. And, uh, I was honestly like bedridden for two months. Uh, couldn't pick up my daughter. Couldn't, you know, deal with like, it was like, couldn't even, I was not even a working person. It was terrible. Uh, finally saw a neurosurgeon and, uh, and had surgery on my back. So I've been recovering from back surgery for, uh, you know, going on a year now. And it's just, uh, I'm training hard now. It just, it just took a long time. You know I mean? It was probably that. And then another month of, of really kind of being stuck in bed. Um, you know I mean? I was kind of like hobbling over to the gym and, and talking through some stuff and letting some other guys show it, trying to still be there and be a coach. But mm. yeah, it was uh, hands down the darkest time of my life. You know I mean? They were like, oh, like you ever going to fight again? I'm like, dude, I don't even care about fighting at this point. Like I want to be able to pick my kid up. You know, and I want to be able to, like, enjoy my family, man. Like, yeah, yeah. like quality of life was not there. It was not good. Uh, you know, I mean, I've done some cool shit in the sport already. Like, if I never fought again, I'm fine with it. Uh, you know, and now once, you know, some time's gone by, I'm able to – I had to start training again, you know, kickbox, add some grappling in, try to wrestle a little bit, see how we are. So it's uh, it's getting there. You know, I'm – uh, I'm, I'm back training pretty consistent, um, you know, with our pro team and, and training hard. And, you know, if one day if I feel like, hey, like I need to take the day off, like I just I'm trying to listen to my body a little bit more now uh, instead of just fighting through like I would. Normally, I would just put my head down, and just, you know, keep grinding and then stuff gets yeah. worse. So being a little smarter on recovery and stuff. But I'm uh, definitely getting to a point where I, I, I think I could take some somewhat soon. I got to at this point, I think my body's good training wise i said uh now i gotta start getting my you know fight shape weight down make sure i can get back to weight and stuff uh so I'm, I'll, I'll probably be looking probably look for something here in the in the, in the near future so we're, we're finally back uh, i mean obviously i'm i'm no way shape or form like back to uh 100 but I'm, I'm i'm to a point where i can compete and you know i'm i'm, I'm almost done with this sport competing on the competition side uh you know i got i think two fights in my contract left we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes more than anything it's like i need to overcome this you know i'm one this isn't going to be what ends me this isn't going to be what you know it's a deciding factor i'm gonna i gotta it's just a battle i'm gonna overcome personally and uh 
uh, I'm going to do that for sure. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I think I at least have probably a couple in and then we'll, you know, we'll assess and maybe I'll step back and just coach. Uh, you know, if my body feels better, I'll keep fighting. So we'll, uh, I, I know I'm at the end, uh, towards the end. And, uh, yeah, so we'll just, let's kind of see how it goes. But is, that hard, is that hard thing to sort of come to terms with? Because um, you've been around since 2007, so you, you've been in big fights. You've been on the other fighter. You've been through the process. Stuff. So you say that, you know, the end is near. Is it a hard process in your mind, or are you quite settled on the point there? Like, no, I've done what I've done. I'm really happy what I've done, and I'm happy down to transition to my gym, become a head coach. Obviously, you promote um, cards in um, Missouri as well, don't you? So you've got your finger in multiple pies. So it has it, is it hard for you to sort of come to, to, to agreement with yourself that maybe it is it? I think it would have been. Um, honestly, the whole crazy 2020 shutdown stuff yeah made it easier for me we uh i mean i didn't have to sh- i mean i was probably one of the last gyms to have to shut down and one of the first ones to open again uh just from where i live but uh but just being shut down being at home spending time with family taking the girls out going fish like just hanging out I was like man this is what retired life looks like i'm in let's go so uh it it uh yeah it that made it honestly those couple months or whatever it was uh that made it really easy for me um and i was i was okay like man i just it, it just opened my eyes of like you know i could spend more time at home i could you know be a better father be a better husband like you know i mean it was uh yeah i could just be a better family person you know like i'm gone so much i travel and stuff like the more i'm in it you know i camp and uh yeah so I might say that and, you know, I'm going to throw myself right into coaching and promoting more, but uh, yeah. And then, like I said, just, I'm, I'm trying to set, you know, the, I mean, I've had the gym for um, seven years or whatever. I mean, for a while now, but like, that's always been trying to set my future up for the day I quit fighting. You know I mean? Like I've had injuries before I've had uh, like the strike force thing, you know, I had a, a big contract and one fight didn't go my way and like, I lost it. So like I've understood how this business works for a long, long time. You know, I've learned young and I learned that like, you think you made it and you think this and all of a sudden they're like, Oh, Hey, that contract really doesn't mean shit. It just means that you can't go anywhere, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just, uh, I took a lot of lessons early in my career. So like, I've, I've always tried to set myself up, you know, for, uh, you know, is it other uh, more, you know, real estate or other businesses or whatever in the gym, you know, it's a business I love. And, you know, I had some other things I just sold and some real estate and, uh, yeah. And then like, I got the gym and I'm like, the shutdown happened. A lot of the promotions started, uh, stopped. So like, I need my guys to fight, you know, like I need people around here to fight. Like there's only one other really good show and you know, they can only do so much. So yeah. So I started promoting more shows. Um, and that's going pretty heavy right now and doing really well. Uh, so yeah, I mean, my, my future MMA will always be my future. Is it? Yeah. It, be it coaching, um, be it promoting, do something like it, it's, it's part of me now. I absolutely love this sport and I'll do whatever I can, but, uh, walking away as a competitor, you know I mean? I've had to do it in football. It's the hardest thing ever. I had to do it in wrestling. It destroyed me. Uh, I think being through it a couple of times, uh, back whenever you thought that was like life, you know, now I'm older, man, like 
I, I know like it, it's it's a sport it's not life i mean i love it and it's a big part of me but i mean there's so much more in my life than than just being a fighter you know uh and i understand that and i'm i'm yeah i'm i'm fine with it it's one of those like i said my dreams came true right and there's just yeah. more and more dreams but like i've i've done everything that i wanted to do uh for the most part i mean i, I set other goals that i'm still trying to reach but i mean uh yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. Uh, Don's obviously our uh, Mr. Commenter here, so we've yeah. got another one for you. What is your greatest takeaway from all the fighters season seventeen, and what did Chael install in you? Greatest takeaway is I I deserve to be there. Like I not even deserve. I earned. Like I I got there, and that was my first experience being a full time fighter. You know, I was working jobs i was working you know going to school working jobs to, to do everything and uh i got on the ultimate fighter and it was like oh, okay i go i wake up and i go train come home i rest relax recover, go train again um it was like my first little snip of you know living a life of a pro of a professional athlete pro fighter and uh that was nice you know i was kind of seeing seeing how fast I can grow and how much I can learn in a short amount of time. If that's all I do, uh, live in the right, the right lifestyle and doing stuff. And it was that kind of, that helped me, uh, no, just kind of go all in. And then again, like, you know, Chael's there, one of the top guys in the world. He brought Yushin Okami, who was like three in the world at the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's all these other good guys that are popping in and out every day and we go and I compete, you know, uh, had my rounds I won, had my rounds I lost, uh, but I competed every round, you know, and it was, uh, it, it showed me that I can compete and on my good day beat the best guys in the world. And it just kind of, my eyes like, man, let's, let's do this. Like, let's, let's really do this. You can, you're able to, like, it, obviously we can do it. Um, and I'm one of those that, that competes better than I practice anyway. So if I can do well in practice, like, I know competing wise, I could for sure do it. Um, so yeah, it, that was, that was the biggest one, you know, and, uh, Chael, kind of, I don't know, both things. I mean, like he obviously took me in his wing and really helped out with a lot of stuff. I did my, my first fight camp ever out there with him, helping him get ready for Jones and, uh, my debut that I ended up getting hurt and, and everything, and, uh, couldn't make, but, yeah, I don't know. Just he's he's always been there, you know. And uh, if I ever needed something, he's there. And uh, he showed, even though I didn't choose to do it, he showed me that you can put a character out there and a persona out there, and it's really not you. I mean, he was amazing at that. But like, yeah, one of the best. Yeah, he's literally like one of the best human beings I've ever met in my life. And you meet, you know, and he's the bad guy and stuff. And yeah. So I mean, he taught me that you know that's a thing, and you can do that. And like I said, I, I had those conver uh, conversations myself and I just chose not to go the route. You know, I was like, if I'm having this interview with you or I'm on TV cutting a promo or whatever, and years later, my daughter sees it, I want her to know that that's, that's me and not some fake person. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to have to go into character and I've witnessed it, man. Connor is. Yeah, I know. You don't have to say anymore. I know. Room hanging out, talking with him, and we're hanging out, and all of a sudden, he just like pops up and like starts strutting off. I'm like, what just happened? I look over the door, open the camera, barely poke through. 
And I'm like, oh, like he's so aware of it. Like, you know, as soon as the camera came on, like instant persona showed up and was there. And I was like, dude, like we were just mid conversation over here. What's going on? So, uh, yeah, I just, like I said, I've witnessed it. It just, uh, yeah, I just didn't for whatever. I mean, it's just not me, you know, and like, yeah. obviously as they can do it and do it well, or doing very, very, uh, well and successful with it, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. He just, there were some other things, you know, that he did, and, uh, some terms and sayings that he said that, that still, you know, still stick with me and stuff of, uh, this kind of belonging, deserving to be there and, you know, mental, mental toughness and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I, I owe, I owe my whole career to, to that, that whole team and that whole experience, honestly. And then just, just great insight. And um, it just put me a lot of memories back of Chelsea and when, uh, the whole Anderson Silva and Tito thing. When you were talking, and I could just sort of visualize it in my head, yeah? All, yeah. The, all those crazy sayings. I, I'm going to obviously let you go because you, you're a busy man and I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, I'm going to pass the mic on to you. Is there anything you want to shout out? Um, anything to anyone who's watching for you, upcoming events that you've got going? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Check out uh, MMA Futures um, is uh, here in the States a great way. To, uh, they do a lot of pay-per-view stuff. So I've got, honestly, I have three cards I'm promoting in within a month. So, so this Saturday I have uh, I have one, June 3rd I have one, then June 18th I have a card. So I'm doing a lot of promoting right now. And then after that I'm going to uh, rest on that for a little bit. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on getting myself in the cage. Um, I, honestly, I think I've done maybe three interviews since my last fight. Uh, well, that's so, like two years ago now, isn't it? Since the injury, I should say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, man, like, you know, Kyle, we were talking before me, like, I was in a dark place. You know, it was, uh, I didn't know my quality of life and how it was going to be. And I really didn't want to talk about it. You know, I didn't want to, and I didn't want to be fake. I didn't want to try to act like I was all happy and excited and, you know, ready to fight again and stuff. And like, I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to stand up straight, you know, and pick my daughter. I had a baby on the way. Am I going to be able to take care of my baby? Like, yeah, I was, I was in a bad, bad spot, man. It was, uh, I stayed very, very much to myself. Um, but I, I see a lot. I mean, like I said, body's getting better. I see a lot of light in the tunnel, uh, physically, you know, and I'm, uh yeah so I was, i'm willing to kind of be out there a little bit more and, and be myself and i mean i mean obviously i'm I'm past a lot of the the dark stuff and yeah. and everything now that just quality of life outside of being an athlete is is much better you know i i, I really uh, i'm really okay with where i'm at now you know and you know i mean like i know my body's gonna hurt I mean, i've i've abused it and uh and stuff so it's it's fine i mean like I've, I've earned the right to feel this pain and uh but no i'm good i'm 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 excited to get back in the cage again and show that, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not fully done. And I've, I've, you know, for a second I thought about it and I go to the gym, I compete with, you know, practicing with some of these younger guys getting the UFC and I'm like, shit, I still got it. I got to do this. <laughs> like, I almost I've got that, yeah. You've got a scratch to itch, haven't you? Yeah. It would be easier to just get beat up in practice. Like, yeah, you know what? I'm good. And they're like, man, I just, I still got it still got it i still gotta go prove it and show it and uh i'm gonna overcome this this really darkness that i've uh, that i've had and um no oh, yeah we're, we're there we're, we're we're past it and uh, i'm gonna go and i'm gonna compete and and uh we'll, we'll fight a little bit more but more than anything coaching doing jujitsu 
trying to inspire and change lives for the people around me. That's, that's all I care about. You know, I spend time with my family and, uh, yeah. So future is going to be really good. Retired life is going to be good, but I'm not retired quite yet. So we got, we got some time and we got some, uh, we got some, some shows to put on. So Don McGuire says, I still got to face you at 170. Shoo. 170 never happened again. Big you. Ever. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll let you go. Um, I obviously want to say thank you for coming on. Uh, it's been an honor. I really appreciate you giving me your time. I know you're a busy man. Um, I thank Don McGuire for putting this in together, for, you know, connecting this together to, uh, you know, bring this together. So I'm honored that Cummings um, really appreciate it. And um, when you get your next fight, I'm going to hound you to come back on. 100%. I will. I promise. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you. Have a good Take one. Well, that's that Cummings. Um, fantastic guy. Loved it. Um, hope you all enjoy the show, enjoy the interview. Me and Stuart will be back at some point this week um, to break down the, the next couple of fights and boxing fights coming. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.